I guess there's two things I've done lately that have ended up being very polarizing with you guys. One is saying that I will allow my children to attend sleepovers one day. <gasps> and two, having Chris beat cancer on the spillover. Now, I suppose I should have anticipated that he would be kind of controversial because he advocates for a holistic approach to healing, especially with something as scary as cancer. But that just really set people off, I guess, um, even among conservatives. Like, there are still some that blindly trust big pharma, even despite the last two years and everything we've seen. And I'm sorry, I don't get it. I was I was thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have crispy cancer on. Everybody's gonna be thrilled and be like, yeah. And I will say most people are, but I have gotten some mean messages saying that my team and I are irresponsible for having him as a guest, all this stuff. Sorry, <laughs> can't clap with you. <laughs> I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. It is the first ever conservative show where someone covers pop culture and entertainment news that actually enjoys it. Please thumbs up this episode and subscribe to the channel to support us. It is a Monday. I know you're getting back into the swing of things, so I'll keep it concise today. Okay. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. <laughs> For my fellow book-servatives, an earth-shattering announcement dropped in the book world. Blake Lively will be playing this character in a new film based off one of Colleen Hoover's biggest novels. Plot twist, Pam Anderson is now defending Tim Allen for flashing her. The pro-choice movement would like us to consider using women in vegetative states as surrogates, and I'm answering some questions that you sent in for me on Pop Quiz. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! People don't realize this, but Colleen Hoover's book, It Ends With Us, came out in 2016. I think a lot of people think because it blew up in the last year, like, oh, it just came out. No, it's been out for a while. And even then, it won the 2016 Goodreads Choice Award for Best Romance. By 2019, it had sold over a million copies and was translated into over 20 languages. Then in 2021, that's when Book Talk on TikTok, that whole community, like, resurged the popularity of the book. By January of 2022, It Ends With Us debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It was number one on the publisher's weekly adult list and stayed number one overall for the entire first six months of 2022. That is 17, 18, 19, Six years after it came out. The book, which Colleen Hoover has described as the hardest book she's ever written, shattered records. And it seems like everyone and their mother has read it, including me. So what's it about? It's about a young woman named Lily who's starting her life after college. She has just moved to Boston when she meets a guy named Ryle. Now, I will say this, Colleen Hoover picks the stupidest names for her characters, but that is a whole nother thing that we could get into another time. Ryle is assertive, stubborn, and a little arrogant, but he's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. But as she's developing feelings for Ryle, her first love from her past, Atlas, another stupid name, appears out of nowhere. The book is definitely mature, and I'd say 17 and up. There are themes of domestic violence and graphic sex scenes, as there are with every Colleen Hoover book. I would say It Ends With Us and Verity are probably her best. Oh, and November 9th. I always tell people to read November 9th, but everything else is pretty much just like one long sexcapade. <laughs>
I think that's sexy. So here's the news that has broken the internet. According to Deadline, Blake freaking Lively has officially been cast as Lily in the It Ends With Us film adaptation. Justin Baldoni, Baldoni, Baldoni. Tomato, tomato. Is directing and also playing Ryle. Don't know who's playing Atlas yet. I am excited for Blake to play Lily, but I also think, hear me out, Hoover fans, I think that Blake Lively could have been perfect to play Verity. That is the other record-breaking bestseller of Colleen Hoover's. Also, I think her favorite book, that was the first book of hers I read and loved it. I read it the year it came out. If Blake will be in It Ends With Us, I think I would like to see Lily Rabe or Amanda Seyfried playing Verity. Hear me out on this because that's also getting turned into a movie. So I'd love to see your all's casting wish list for Verity. A lot of people are saying that with It Ends With Us, they would have liked Abigail Cohen to be Lily and then maybe even Sadie Sink playing the young version of her. Not gonna lie, I think I envision someone like Justin Baldoni as Atlas, not necessarily Ryle. I think Theo James as Ryle would have been perfect. But anyway, you need to go read the book now and then you need to get back to me. And then obviously we're all going to go see this movie in theaters or whatever streaming service. I don't know how it's coming out or when it's coming out, but we're all gonna watch it and then we're all gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it. I mean, I know, you know, people, they always ask me like, why? Do not open your eyes that much, you know? But um, it's because my voice, it takes so much facial energy. I did not see this coming, like, I really did it. Pamela Anderson is now defending Tim Allen for flashing her on the home improvement set in the early 90s. Last week I talked about the story. She says now, well, Tim is a comedian. It's his job to cross the line. I'm sure he had no bad intentions. Well, thank you for wasting everyone's time. Tim denied it happened. Uh, I lean towards Pamela was telling the truth about this. It's just that this is the kind of story you tell in a memoir if it really bothered and upset you, Pam, Pammy. If she knew he was joking and it was a different time, maybe don't put it in the book at all or say that in a book where it's gonna like put him in a crappy position to have to defend himself. I mean, come on. What's the point? Such a disturbing story. Live action shared that a Norwegian bioethicist has argued for using women in a vegetative state as surrogates, calling it whole body gestational donation. Her name is Anna Smodjdor, definitely not pronouncing that right. She's from the University of Olso, wrote in the journal Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics that women who are brain dead shouldn't have their wombs going to waste, not when people who want children can use them. She wrote, we already know that pregnancies can be successfully carried to term in brain dead women. There is no obvious medical reason why initiating such pregnancies would not be possible. Oh, this is from the same people who always talk about consent is it not? And for the feminists who have a problem with it, she says, no worries, they should just use men who are brain dead for the same reason so everyone's even. What the f are you talking about, man? You see, this is the problem. Ignoring glaring ethical issues within the fertility industry in the first place inevitably leads to even more disturbing practices like this. Soon they'll say that women should be forced to become surrogates for trans couples or gay couples, mark my words. The Handmaid's Tale stuff has always been in the works. It just was never conservatives who were behind it. No, they were projecting to trick you. It's only a matter of time before this way of thinking makes its way to the states. They've already 
already started pushing for people to be able to off themselves if they want. So this will be next because the my body, my choice people don't seem to understand that it's never about your body being truly yours. It's about it being the government's. And when you're owned by the government, they can decide if they want to use your womb or not. God left this place a long time ago. It's time for a short and sweet pop quiz, a Monday tradition where I answer questions submitted by you guys via the link in the politics bio. Courtney from Florida wrote, just listen to the Cute Servative Jams playlist. Alex, are you okay? Yes. First of all, I haven't updated it since December. I know. Bad. Um, I just haven't found like a lot of new songs that I really like this month. So hopefully by February, I'll have enough to update the playlist. If I love a song and I think the lyrics are beautiful or I like the beat or something, that's really the only criteria for getting on the playlist. I don't always relate to a song that I like. Um, I think it was the December playlist, but... Um, one of the most recent ones, I had a song about growing up fat and being the fat friend. I can't relate to that, but I thought it was such a good song and it was beautiful. So no hidden meanings ever on those playlists. It's just what I like that month. You can find the conservative Jams playlist on Apple and Spotify, though. Um, there's a link on the Politics Instagram bio. Oompa, loompa, doompa, da, if you are wise, you'll listen to me. Faith from Washington wants to know, in honor of her recent birthday, how do you spell producer Val's last name without looking? Okay. M-E-N-M-E-N-T-C-H-O-U-K-O-V. You did it! Ah! Hey, that was actually not that hard at all. Liz from North Carolina asked, what is your airplane travel outfit aesthetic? Are you a leggings and sweats girl or is the tarmac your runway? I usually dress warm, comfy, and homeless, okay? I have no rules at the airport, but I am always cold on the plane no matter what time of year it is. So I'm usually in sweatpants and leggings, and then I always have some sort of sweatshirt or a jacket. Open-toed shoes also are fine with me. Controversial, I know. Ali Stuckey would totally disagree. But on a long flight, the dogs need to breathe. <laughs> oh! from California wrote in, what is your theory as to why Ben left the Tim Dillon show? Okay, like, probably five people that watch my show are even gonna know what we're talking about, but OMG, oh my God, best question. I think Tim finally took a joke too far and Ben just snapped and he couldn't take it. I think Ben felt really disrespected. Uh, I have barely listened to the podcast since Ben left and I canceled my Patreon. Listen, I am the biggest Tim Dillon fan ever. I have been listening to his podcast for years, following him for years. I've seen him stand up, like literally the biggest fan. And I was so upset by all that drama. Like I was emotional. The day that this found out, I was like almost in tears to my team being like, you guys won't believe what just happened. And like nobody cared. Ben was my favorite part of the show. I also have a little bit of a celebrity crush on him and I'm very jealous of his wife. I'm a wreck without you. Kelly, also from Florida, wants to know, what are your thoughts on laser hair removal? I've done it a few times. It made my hair thinner and more fine, but I still have to shave. To be fair, I didn't finish all the treatments I was supposed to. You're supposed to do like nine. Um, also, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced, and I even used the numbing cream. And I was like, dude, if this hurts this bad, I cannot imagine what it's like getting a tattoo. I don't have tattoos, but after that experience, I'll never get one. The moral issues within the fertility industry piqued your interest, check out my interview I did with Katie Faust last August. It's season three, episode four of The Spillover. We discuss gay adoption, IVF, surrogacy, and tons more. It's one of our most popular episodes ever. So our data shows it is actually one of the top 
five most downloaded spillover episodes of all time. Don't forget to check out the new episode with Chris Wark, aka Chris Beat Cancer as well. If you're a Colleen Hoover fan, what do you think of this casting announcement? Who did you imagine playing Lily in It Ends With Us? Who could you see playing Verity? Thumbs up this episode and subscribe to this channel. It's pop culture without the propaganda Monday through Thursday. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.